0: Happy Feast Day of Mary, Mother of God. It is January 1st, and in the eyes of the secular world, it is the start of a new year. And in the eyes of the church, it's the end of what we call the octave of Christmas. The octave is eight days that happen between the feast day, the solemnity, which is Christmas Day. Uh, December 25th, and it goes through this day, January 1st, as the eighth day that ends this intense period of celebration and joy and love and solemnity that goes into the church as we celebrate this day. And I'm really excited to break open the readings for you guys today because they're really amazing at helping us remember and setting us up for this year of of joy and peace and blessing. The first reading is from Numbers chapter 6, and it's the point where the Lord is asking Moses to tell Aaron and his sons, who Aaron's going to be the one that leads them into the promised land, um, about reminding Aaron of this blessing, right? The Lord tells Moses to say that the Lord blesses you and keeps you, that let the Lord's face shine upon you that you may be gracious and kindly and give peace. And then it ends with these really powerful words from the Lord that says, I will bless them. Super simple sentence, but there's so much weight into that. Like this promise of blessing and peace and, and, and joy for the people of God. And then we go into the Psalm reflection and the, the refrain is, may God bless us in his mercy. So this understanding and this asking for blessing. And in Psalm 67, one of my favorite stanzas that's part of morning prayer of the church has this line that says, May the people praise you, O God. May all the people praise you. And this whole psalm is talking about, continues to talk about God's blessing. And I love this understanding of this call and response of it, right? Like the Lord is pouring this blessing down and our response is, Praise to him. May the people praise you, O God. May all the people praise you, recognizing that all of those good and perfect things in our lives that have come and that will come are blessings from the Lord. Um, And so that reminder sets us up for that second reading from Galatians chapter 4. And it starts with calling us back to Genesis 49, the promise that the son will be born of woman under the law, like recognizing that understanding that the woman will be practicing the Jewish faith. And then this reading continues to talk about That this needs to happen in order for us to receive adoption into the kingdom. That the ransom of God, of the son, has to happen in order for us to receive adoption into the kingdom and live as an heir, right? We're going to live as an heir to the kingdom. That we're going to be in relationship, in family relationship with the king. That we are the sons and daughters of the king, And that is super powerful of recognizing the importance of God's family, which leads us into the gospel reflection from Luke chapter 2. And the scene opens up with the infant lying in the manger. And it says that the shepherd saw this, um, this fulfillment of this promise of the son being born and that these shepherds made known the message that the angel told them. Like these shepherds are usually the youngest son. They live a very isolating, very lowly existence, sleeping in caves and really tending to these flocks of sheep. And this is like the livelihood of their families. And it was these lowly people that brought that message of God's promise, of God's blessing to their families and their communities and the wider world of recognizing that the Savior had been born. And then it talks about the shepherds returning to praise God and that in the eight days, this circumcision happened and the naming of Jesus happened, which again harkens back to that octave. And the only time we see Mary even mentioned in any of these readings, except in the promise of Genesis that the son is going to be born of woman, is in this gospel where it says that Mary kept all these things, talking about the promises uh, of God and everything that was happening, uh, reflecting on them in her heart. That Mary kept all these things reflecting on them in her heart. Now, we know that Mary is the model of the church. And so I think there's a lot that we can learn from her and from these readings and understanding and growing and, and becoming who we're supposed to be in our lives. A lot of times we equate holiness with the doing, right? The serve. We've got to go serve and we've got to go do this and we've got to give. We've got to sacrifice and we've all these things that we have to do in order to be holy. And Mary, right here, who's probably one of the holiest people that we're going to see in the church, um, that she's considered the first saint, that she took all of these promises and she kept all these things reflecting on them in her heart. And she allowed these promises of love and truth and forgiveness and transformation and suffering and all of these things she reflected on and allowed them not just to sit but to penetrate her heart and, and help figure out the understanding of what that meant and allow transformation to happen so that as she was being called forth in mission that she was ready. And so I love that this happens right now in the church because we still have four more days of the Christmas season to really dive into understanding the need to stop and to reflect of everything that God has poured into us, of all of the truth of how much He loves us, of who who we are as his sons and daughters as heirs kings and or as princes princesses of the kingdom but as heirs to this family in order for us to dive deeper into who we are and what God desires of us so then all of the the things that we're called to do flow from this incredibly tight relationship that we have with God and understanding His love, His mercy, His forgiveness, His desire for us to do better, everything that He um, loves about us, that He's poured into us, all of our quirks and And asking and answering those questions for us that then everything that flows from that of service and love and joy and peace just comes from us, right? That comes from us because who it is that flows into our our families and our workplaces and the people that we meet and that really calls us into mission that 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 is based in the relationship of really knowing and understanding and reflecting who God is And Mary is first and foremost mother, right? She loves her son and she loves her adopted sons and daughters no matter what. Even if there's hard times, even if there's failures, even if there's struggles and sacrifices, like she loves us and desires to serve us. And so my desire for us going forth from here is to allow Mary to be our mother, and really taking these next four days and diving into listening and reflecting on, on who we are and all of the good and perfect things that have come in our lives and that are coming in our lives um, and thanking him for that. And, and talking to Mary about what it is that we feel like we need or allowing her to, to really intercede for us and to mother us um, and to help us have a stronger relationship with her son. I'm excited for this feast day. I hope you guys have a joyous day of family and friends and that you may be bold in your reflection of Mary as mother of God, as mother of the church, as mother to us. Um, I love you and amen.